Hello and welcome to the Bigger Picture Podcast, a podcast about political and historical events. My name is Safi and I'm from Chino Hills High School with my co-host Aiden Tablante. Hi, I'm Aiden Tablante, also a student from Chino Hills High School. In today's podcast, we're talking about the protests in Hong Kong. In order to understand the recent protest that's been plaguing Hong Kong from the past year, we must turn back the clock, all the way back to how Hong Kong was first conceived. When the Chinese Qing Dynasty lost to the British Empire in 1842 over the Opium War, they were forced to give off Hong Kong to the British for 99 years. During the British reign, they adopted many capitalist and political freedoms forbidden on the mainland, like right to protest, freedom of speech, and a democratic system. Hong Kong was also briefly occupied by Japanese forces during World War II and has seen its population greatly expand ever since. When the 99-year term lease was approaching, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and Chinese Premier Zhao Ziyang agreed on a treaty that Hong Kong would be under Chinese control, but will be highly autonomous on its own domestic policy for 50 years. And for a time, China respected these terms as Hong Kong was a huge moneymaker. However, since China has been expanding rapidly, it's also changed its course and position in Hong Kong. The people of Hong Kong are experiencing oppression from the Chinese government because they have been protesting against the government of mainland China. The reason why it sparked was from an event that was caused by a man named Chan Tong Kai, a 19-year-old, with his girlfriend Poon Hu Wing, on their getaway to Taiwan. He killed her because of her pregnancy and came back to Hong Kong admitting he killed her. Now, the, uh, now Hong Kong does not have an extradition bill with Taiwan, so they could not do anything about this man's case since he was in Hong Kong. Therefore, a bill was presented to the Legislative Council of Hong Kong called the Fugitive Offenders and Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters Legislations Bill 2019, which was fortunately withdrawn from the Legislative Council of Hong Kong. The bill has stirred up massive riots and protests because not only does it extradite criminals to Taiwan, but also mainland China. The U.S. has voiced their support for the Hong Kong protesters with the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act of 2019. It was passed with bipartisan support from the Senate. It is a U.S. federal law that requires the U.S. government to impose sanctions against Chinese and Hong Kong officials responsible for human rights abuses in Hong Kong. This also requires the United States Department of State and other agencies to conduct an annual review to determine whether changes in Hong Kong's status with China is justified in its unique favorable trade between the U.S. and Hong Kong. The passage of the bill was a lot supported by the pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong, and in 2019, again, it received unanimous support. In response, China has refused entry of U.S. warships to Hong Kong, a largely symbolic move showing that Hong Kong belongs to China. Now onto the discussion with my co-host Aiden Tablante. So Aiden, does Hong Kong have any real 
way of winning, or is China going to further clamp down on the protests, like they have? I think the Hong Kong protesters do have a way of winning. In fact, that I think that they will get what they want. But the only thing is, once 2047 comes, and China has the right to connect Hong Kong with mainland China, it will affect the people of Hong Kong, and it will be futile to resist because how strong the Chinese government is on their people. So you're saying that、um, when 2047 approaches, the Hong Kong protesters have no choice, and they will have to submit. Yes, even if they keep on trying to protest, I'm pretty sure no other country would help because it is under a bill signed by Britain and China. Do you predict another Tiananmen Square incident if that occur protest? Possibly, most likely, if so, because many people support this protest and it's already becoming violent.、Mm. Okay, so doesn't China have a right to unify the country under one system? Why should Hong Kong not be under the same rules as the rest of the people in China? Well, you got to know that Hong Kong was under British rule for a very long time. In fact, it was under rule for 156 years. So, say if I took a part of the United States and I said, "All right, we're making this a whole different country." That's that. It doesn't make sense because they've been influenced by another country. You're basically giving, like Hong Kong itself, is its it's a semi-atomic region, but it is its own country. It, it is unique because it's built on the base of British influence. If you're giving it to China, then the people would be really confused, and they'd be like, "Why are you taking all my rights away?"、Mm. So, do you think that Hong Kong should just be a separate country? Instead of being a part of China, I believe that's best for Hong Kong. Okay. So, will any other country propose a bill to protect Hong Kong as the U.S. has proposed? Not that I know of right now. I think the only reason why the U.S. supports Hong Kong is because of the trade war between China and the U.S. Do you think countries are scared to oppose China that? That、um, if they restrict trade to them, like they will、um, lose money and GDP. So that's why they're not proposing any bill for Hong Kong protesters. That could be one reason. But even the Chinese army itself is quite threatening.、Mm. Why shouldn't China have a right to try people in their own courts? It has to do with the their government and how. The, they, their legislative system. They, they don't have as much right as opposed of Hong Kong, which is why the Hong Kong people want to, are protesting against the Chinese government because they want to keep their rights that they've got from Britain. Do you think Hong Kong protesters will influence people in mainland China to revolt against like a communist Chinese rule? Can you repeat the question? I said um. Do you think Hong Kong protesters will influence people on mainland China to do the same and protest against their communist rule? Oh, for sure. I think everyone would want some more freedom than rather than being under communist rule because the only thing that's beneficial 
about communist rule is the government is gaining any, everything from either forced labor or just cruel punishments. All right. So, should U.S. not interfere with China's internal affairs? Should they? Should U.S. keep quiet on this issue? I think the U.S. should interfere with Hong Kong, but with China itself, it should keep away. But Hong Kong is not part of China yet. It's it's not part of China. It's still again a semi-atomic region, which does mean that we can have we can. Say what we want about it, especially if a country is oppressing Hong Kong, even though they've agreed to a bill that allows them to keep it at the year of 2047. Do you think China's growing influence will have a bad impact on world democracy, or will it help people more out of poverty, like in China? I think that、um, the Chinese government should reflect more democracy than it says it is, because it is again called People、uh, People's Sorry People's Republic of China. They say republic, yet there's not much democracy in their system. So they should have more democracy for its own people. But the current communist Chinese rule, as you can see, they're quickly becoming the number one sole superpower in GDP growth. So why should they turn to democracy if it's working out for them right now? Well, again, it's the way they use their, the way they gain their economic status is through forced labor. Forced labor is inhumane. Especially when it comes to the United Nations, you you talk about that in the United Nations. There, obviously, most people will disagree with it, and this has been kept under wraps because of from the Chinese government, because they don't want to know about the ways that they make their money. Should Taiwan be scared of how China is handling Hong Kong protesters? I think Taiwan is also under threat. With China, especially how violently they're acting towards the protesters. In fact, the the Chinese army has been brought to the border of Hong Kong, assuming that they might even invade. How do you feel about U.S. companies obeying Chinese censorship in order to sell their product in mainland China? I actually have a teacher in、uh, Chino Hills High School that I talked to, and he brought up that idea. His name's Mr. Chung, chemistry teacher, and he said that it's quite worrying for him as an American citizen because they're American companies, yet they're being influenced by the Chinese government because they don't want their product. They're too scared to talk to the Chinese government. So, how do you think people will go about resisting the Chinese government? Is there a way to peacefully do it, or would they need more violent methods? I think they should keep doing what they're doing right now, as long as no one hurts the Chinese government, like no one hurts the police, 
But if the police use brutal force against the Hong Kong people, I think that many will start to see that. Many will start to be questioning why are you using brutal force against peaceful protesting. But this isn't peaceful protesting. This is violent protesting. But in it for a good cause, especially when the Chinese are trying to take, let's say, the poly Polytechnic uh, University in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. which has um, their servers that allow them to con to talk to outside or international countries. And if the Chinese take down their servers, they're isolated by themselves. Okay. Um, what's your view on it? My view on what? What's your view on, do you think, let me ask you the same question, do you think that the Hong Kong, people of Hong Kong would, or will win this protest? I think they can, but it's going to be a really hard, a really hard battle with the hardline Chinese Communist government. I think they can try, but um, if they pass any bills, it's likely that Beijing will interfere and stop any bills that would um, threaten them. So it's very unlikely that China will just allow the Hong Kong protesters to go. And I think it's even possible that the Chinese military could come and stage a coup against their leaders. Well, with the Fugitive Offenders and Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters Legislations Bill, yes, that's a long word. <laughs> well, that bill, which was supported by the Beijing um, pro-Beijing representatives in the Legislative Council has been withdrawn and you said that they'll most likely in be influenced by pro-Beijing um, representatives next time they have a bill. That bill has been withdrawn. So is that a sign that they're winning? The Hong Kong protesters are winning because the bill has been withdrawn and that's what the Chinese government wanted in the in the Hong Kong system. I think it's Chinese government has lost one battle, but I think they will end up winning the war, the whole war against the Hong Kong people. So I have another question for you. China has claimed that the protesters are violent and they're being civil disobedience and they're attacking the police. They're also causing GDP growth to actually go to negative in Hong Kong for the first time. You think China's assertion that the Hong Kong protesters that they should stop and be more peaceful? Well, they have tried peaceful protests, yet they're retaliated with tear gas and rubber bullets. So you can't be peaceful if the other side is using violent, violence against you. Well, that's true, but from China's perspective, they they see that on the protesters are like destroying shops, they're destroying malls, they're causing GDP growth to slow down. So don't you think it's justified for violence in order to quell the protest? Well, they might be slowing down the GDP of Hong Kong, but in the long run, once China has Hong Kong, there'll be no more independent Hong Kong GDP. And that's what the protesters want. They still want Hong Kong as a semi-autonomous region so it could have its own 
individual GDP another like China,、mm-hmm. and if they take that, then it will just be another region part of China. Aside from Taiwan, should any other country nearby be worried about this? I think nearby, that's bordering China. Most likely not, but because Taiwan is also another、um, con- not country, but another state that's being oppressed by the Chinese government. I don't think other countries are being that much oppressed by the Chinese go- government, other than. This the semi-autonomous region of Hong Kong and、mm-hmm. the country of Taiwan, which China doesn't fully,、um, what's the word? Doesn't fully hate. hate they don't hate them. So why do you think that、um, other democracies such as the UK, France, have not been outspoken about China's handling of the Hong Kong protests? Um. I think the UK really they don't want to interfere with this protest, even though they are part of their bill, which is the、um, Sino-British joint. I'm joint bill. I'm pretty sure.、Um, even though they're a part of it, I don't think they really want to interfere because they're not as. Influential as say the U.S.、Uh, okay, so China has claimed that、um, their pro-Beijing leaders and politicians are being attacked, they're being mocked. You think that pro-Beijing leaders should still have a voice in Hong Kong? Well, most pro-Beijing leader leaders, sorry, most pro-Beijing leaders、yeah. are represent representatives in, of. Big companies in Taiwan, Hong Kong. These big companies obviously want the Chinese government to take over. So I don't think that it's fair that these pro-Beijing representatives are in are outnumbering the other council members. So do you think that Hong Kong? The people of Hong Kong can reform their legislative branch in order to make it more fair, more fair elections. I I believe they can. They've got one demand out of the way. I think they can get more of what they want.、Mm-hmm. So, would you think they can do this by passing bills, or would they have to protest even more to get this change? I'm pretty sure they would have to protest even more, but as long as it's working, then they'll keep doing it. They won't give up till they get what they want. It's interesting though how all this started from the murder of. Poon Hu Wing. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I don't speak Mandarin.、Um, <laughs> what's your idea on that? That little event can spark such big conflict. I find it really intriguing that such a small incident would make so much people in Hong Kong rise up against their 
against the government. And um, it, it really shows that Hong Kong people really value their values of democracy and they don't want to give it up anytime soon. Do you think, since I brought up that they're under British rule for a very long time, do you think that democracy is part of their tradition? I, I definitely think so. 99 years is a really long time. And even though the British themselves don't have a perfect record on Hong Kong, they've oppressed people there, they've beaten them up. But the um, core values of like capitalism and democracy there is like instilled. Like you can see it from their roads, like how they drive on the left side, all British values. So taking that away from them, would that cause a massive protest like right now? Would that be like, that just be like... Yeah, I think because it's a part of their identity and like if China tries to like interfere and like erase their identity, their culture, it's gonna spark even more violent protest. And I think China is being very careful in how they handle this. You think it could also cause international conflict with other countries? internationally um, I think other countries won't take steps but I think the US might just do more trade wars or make more sanctions against the Chinese government I think China has such a huge influence on the world in terms of like trade that other countries do not want to risk angering the Chinese government say if um, President Trump because he talked about in his campaign how he wanted to make things more American. And if he gets to that point where we have, we're have we relying more on American-made products rather than Chinese-made products, do you think he'd be more oppressive against the Chinese? Against the Chinese? I think definitely that he will have a leverage against China and that he might use his power in order to make the um, make U.S. more stronger because the Chinese growing economy is definitely a worry for most U.S. officials. So I think, yeah, he'd put more sanctions on them. In recent news, um, Trump was, I guess, supporting the protesters by signing the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act. What's your thoughts about that? I feel like it's a really good step for the U.S. to take as like the world leader of democracy. I feel like they have a role in protecting every single democracy around the world. Now talking about the question beforehand, does and that correlates with how more American-made things leads to we can be an impact against China. Is Are these the little steps that are happening, the little steps that are happening against the Chinese economy and its government itself? Um, little steps, I feel like, yes, that um, these little tiny steps will add up to like the collapse of the communist rule. But I also feel like people in China actually like the, uh, the way the Chinese government's ruling. They feel like they're more safe and they don't mind the surveillance against them because they're like, you have nothing to hide and what do you have to fear? All right, um, can you be more uh, detailed on that subject this seems interesting yeah so um if you ask like a lot of chinese people even like my chinese friends 
they're not really they don't really care about Chinese communist government like if you say communism to them they don't really they're not scared they're like okay they feel like um yes they're a little oppressive but they're getting things done unlike US democracies where like two sides keep on fighting and fighting and they get nothing done Chinese communist party can like get stuff done in like one one snap so you're saying that the Chinese government is more efficient and finds things that are they're doing bad things for their own benefit the right way like the how it could benefit the country I definitely think so that um, as you can see China's like poverty rate has been like almost half it's like becoming very low and like over 200 million people are getting lifted over poverty so um the people over there are not they don't care about um destroying the government so much as to maybe the small reforms so in that case then if they added Hong Kong let's say for for to 2047 where Hong Kong is now officially part of mainland China do you think they would agree with the other people living in China like the um pro Beijing people in Hong Kong yeah would they agree with how uh, the way their methods become the government and the country itself more efficient no i don't think so I, um the hong kong people aren't used to being under such um tyrannical government so i don't think they can ever get used to that but for the chinese people right now who live in mainland i don't think they have a problem and they think that they've been instilled values that like oh look at the us and how like the democrats are like impeaching trump and they're always fighting they're never getting things done there haven't been a bill that's passed since like the 6 months only the hong kong bill got passed so um they look at other democracies and they're like look they're not working and look at us we're almost becoming number 1 Well, China is almost becoming number one economy, but most major economies are democratic. Would that still lead to some influence in the Chinese people, the mainland Chinese people? Um, right now, I don't think so. Um, I think Bill Clinton signed a bill to trade with China, open up trade. and they Bill Clinton said that oh if we trade with China they'll become more democratic they share our values I think the opposite has happened as you can see the US companies they're censoring themselves they avoid criticizing China they don't care about freedom of speech ever since they started trading with China all they care about is appealing the Chinese government so i don't think that trade is instilling values of democracy to the Chinese people i think the opposite is happening Do you think democracy will ever be an option for the Chinese government? Currently, I don't I don't see a way unless the Chinese government really screws up anything then maybe, but right now as it is, I think the Chinese people are more than happy with their government right now. Say if their economy uh goes down, if they have a recession, then I think I think that um the way they handle it like maybe they blame 
U.S. and if they blame the U.S., like, look, the trade war has caused our economy to go to recession, I think the Chinese people will be even more supporting of the government. It depends on how they handle it. So are you saying that the Chinese people are uh, nationalistic and prideful of their country? Yeah, I definitely think so. If you look at their media, their media is all state control. So all they're being fed is um, state media, state control, everything. So I don't see a way for um, democracy to take place in China right now as they don't have any freedom of like speech or media. So, yeah. So, is the Chinese government forcefully putting the state-controlled media to influence their citizens as in being more nationalistic, like propaganda, propaganda basically? Yeah, they're definitely using propaganda to stir up support. And I think when they don't see support, they go, they arrest people, they jail them. As you can see, the Xijiang area, the Uyghur Muslims, they're um, being put in concentration camps because they um, they think they're terrorists or whatever, but um, they just see them as a threat because they're trying to separate from mainland China. So I think any opposition to the Chinese government gets quickly, quickly just crushed. Well, most methods of the Chinese government would seem inhumane. Do you think that that would also stir up some international like talks with other countries and how the way China is, how the way they're like treating their people? Um, I don't think so. I, every other country has failed to act on China's human rights abuses. And in fact, China sits in the UN Human Rights Council, which is really ironic. Look, looking at what they've done to their own people and what they've done to Uyghurs. So I don't think other countries, other countries are doing enough to take account what China's human rights abuses are. Alright, now back to Hong Kong. This is the episode for Hong Kong after all. Do you think that with the cruel abuses and the methods that China uses, um, and if they put it on the Hong Kong people, would that just be the end for Hong Kong? Will that be no more of democracy and people living with freedoms in Hong Kong? If they put their um, direct rule? Yes. I think a way they could um, get Hong Kong is by immigrating a lot of Chinese people to Hong Kong. Like, they would put a lot of people in Hong Kong from the mainland China and then they would do a lot of propaganda there and they will have like a lot of military presence there and I think that's one way they can get Hong Kong to submit to Chinese rule if they um, allow mainland people to come in in huge numbers. When you say the Chinese presence, army presence um, in Hong Kong, now they're putting them on the borders of Hong Kong, is that a sign that they're saying that we're going to get you eventually or are they actually going to do something with that? I think they're just trying to spark fear. I think they're trying to like scare the Hong Kong protesters with their military but it, I don't think it's working. The Hong Kong people are still protesting 
and they're still protesting even after the renouncing of the bill. I th- what do you think? Do you think the Chinese military is there for like obvious reason? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it, it should that it does invoke fear. Um, it should invoke fear upon the Hong Kong people, but yet that won't stop them. That won't stop them from what they've, what their region has grown up with, which is freedoms like such as like rights of assembly, uh, freedom of speech. It is very important towards the Hong Kong people. So I don't think they'll ever stop protesting against the Chinese, even once they become part of mainland China. All right, I think that's it for our discussion. All right, bye-bye. Make sure y'all check out Tina Hills High podcasting at Instagram. Meeting are every Friday at lunch in room 267 Tina Hills High School. Thanks for joining the podcast. Remember to listen to our next podcast coming soon. And remember to step back and look at the bigger picture.